There's so much beauty and joy and freedom in finding that devotional life. The devil works hard to make sure that we are not fully authentic friends, so it takes work, it takes sweat. If you're just going to sit there and sob about the circumstances that you're in, nothing's going to change. The practice of our faith is a daily thing. The natural order of relationships are towards chaos, disrespect. But Christ absorbs it and returns that with love. When we face suffering, we want to like, we want to fight. We want to just lash out at the world because we're in so much pain. Your life is not your own to do with what you please. It was bought and paid for by Jesus on the cross. You actually do not have the right to do whatever you want to do. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a mess. (laughs) Welcome back to the Armor of Light podcast. My name is Brady, joined as always by James and Jared. And today we're also joined by Skylar and Calvin to talk about... um, what is Catholic fraternity? What is Christian fraternity? And their experience, um, their former roommates of, uh, of Jared's, and how that experience crafted them and uh, developed their faith uh, and their lives together living in, in brotherhood and community. So we'll dive right in. So I guess like what I wanted to have you guys on was to talk about like how we, I guess we start out talking about how we ended up like all being together. Yeah. Calvin, you want to say how you got together? Yeah, I can tell that story. Sweet. Go for it. Oh, go right now? The <laughs> 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 same thing happened uh, last week. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to have to redo all this. And then they were like, yeah, we're recording. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I guess, how did it start? Uh, freshman year. Well, first start the story, set the scene. Uh, started with... The Facebook group chat that like <laughs> glorious connects freshman roommates. So like, truth be told, I did not have a Facebook. I downloaded the Facebook app just to get a roommate for freshman year. So I downloaded. I'm scrolling through all the you know pictures, whatever, and I click on Jared Hilton's name. He had a nice bio. I was like, I'm Catholic. I'm into my faith. I like these sports and these things. I was like, ah, this guy might have some similar interests. So I download or I like message him on Facebook. He's like, add me on Snapchat. So I add him on Snapchat. His Snapchat name is Jerry the Meatball with a meatball, <laughs> flaming meatball emoji behind it. I was like, no way I'm living with this guy. Like, I need to find somebody else. So then I ended up um, living with a different guy from Northeast Iowa. And it worked out good, but like I wanted to avoid meatball at all costs because I thought he was this weirdo. Oh, then then in the middle of the summer. He tried to get me to drive from north central Iowa to southeast Missouri to buy fireworks. And this was like a serious inquiry, like six hours to, to buy fireworks. I to be like, fair, I didn't know that, that that was so far. I thought it was more in eastern Iowa than, than it was like all the way in north central western Iowa. Yeah, so anyway, but I was like, I got to avoid this meatball kid at all costs. Um, but turned out my freshman year roommate so in february or january of my freshman year my dad decided to buy a house in ames rather than rent i'm the oldest of five siblings and he was like might as well buy a house rather than rent houses for all my kids um and so my job was to find roommates well the college like industry has everything set up so that 
they trick freshmen into signing leases in like October saying like, oh, the leases are going to be gone. There's not going to be anywhere to live. This is the best deal. And so I had a hard time finding roommates. Um, Jerry was my first culprit. Uh, and <laughs> it worked out like I didn't know him that well. We hung out every once in a while, like went to church together, went to mass together, but um, didn't know him that well. We were in Bible study together. Actually, James's Bible study freshman year mm-hmm. from the new student yeah. retreat. Uh, so then, so I had Jerry and then a friend from back home named Brandon Landall, who was also Catholic. Um, but that was not really that important to me when choosing roommates. It was just like, I got to find someone to live with that like I can put up with and isn't going to be a super slob, which again, wrong judgment there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wait, so who was your fresh, who was your roommate freshman year? Shane. Duffy oh, okay. Was, yeah, yeah. He already had like a living Yeah. Well, Shane okay. didn't believe that my parents were actually going to buy a house. Uh, so then... So we were, there was three of us, and then we were trying to get uh, Brandon's freshman year roommate. Also, he was like a big gamer guy. Um, he ended up dropping out. Yeah, uh, and so that didn't work. And right, like I don't know what, when was it? February. It was like the week before, like student housing was due. You Snapchatted me. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if that was February or what. I don't remember. I think it was in the fall still. Honestly. Okay, maybe it was. I don't yeah. know. Well, anyway, I had. Um, I had run and played sports against Skyler in high school, and so I messaged him on a whim. Like, I ran into him once or twice here while here at school, and I messaged him and was like, hey, do you have a place to live next year? And he was like, no, actually, I don't. And his brother Cruz also didn't have a place to live. Um, And so it was like, perfect. I was like, nice. Skyler was a Lutheran at the time, a hardcore Lutheran. (laughs) Um, And... So uh, we signed a lease together, didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into, um, but that's how the group kind of came together. So, Yeah, that was a big blessing because, like, I was literally, like, about to sign it because Madeline can testify, like, when something is like, oh, I need to do something, I'm just going to do it right away and get it done. So it was, like, amazing that he Snapchat me, like, that night. I think I was going to do it that night. And you're like, yeah, we have a house. And my plan was, yeah, no one's really, like, that Christian here. Like, this is kind of lame. I was in Joe Free, so it was, like, a big party dorm. Everyone's, like, walking around half naked and drunk all the time. So I'm like, dude, I'm just going to go live in, uh, what was It's one across Lincoln Way. Um, but it's, like, um, is it just by my, No, it's, like, um, straight across from Joe Free. It's, like, those ones. I forgot what's uh, called. Oh, Birch, Welch, Rabbit. Welch. I was going to live in Welch. And I was just going to, like, yeah, I'm just going to game and do school, like, all the time. And so that was my plan. And so... That was funny, but that was a good, uh, good thing that didn't happen because a lot of good came from it. But one fun, funny thing before we got sent home for COVID was we came here for, I don't know, I was here for some reason and we met, like, remember? Do you remember was that? It, yeah. I think you came with Madeline, right? Yeah. And like, I was just being like hostile and stuff. And we came Probably. down here afterwards and I'm not going to say what happened, but it was funny. And we were leaving afterwards and I was like, I'll get you Lutheran by the time like next year. And then, um, <laughs> come back in the fall and i'm like yeah i'm, ca- I'm gonna become catholic <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have some good conversations in the next time we come back well, oh yeah it wasn't didn't you like i had been broken up with my girlfriend for like oh yeah, a couple yeah. of months and i was like asking about madeline at the time because the only reason skylar was here was because of madeline and skylar was like what about your girlfriend and i was like yeah we're broken up. And he felt it was so awkward oh god yeah. <laughs> that's all that's all i remember about that <laughs> encounter that's funny I don't even remember that part. So, Skylar, did you have the intent, like, going in? Because you knew you were going to be living with a bunch of Catholics. Like, did you have the intent to change their mind? Yeah, I didn't didn't know they were all Catholic. I just knew Calvin was. And then 
I think I met Jared, yeah, and then I was like, oh yeah, I guess he's Catholic. But mm -hmm. I was, and I knew like Calvin was like big on. He had some debates in, uh, was it Maple with a large area? Yeah, and right. I was like, okay, like he wants to talk. Like let's go. Finally, someone wants to talk about theology. And so yeah, I was pretty intent on changing their minds, but didn't even get the opportunity to. So that was great. Yeah. So I guess. I remember when I first met Skyler, I thought he was like, you know, frat boy party guy. And really, I mean, I, you just have the vibes because you have like nice hair and you always dress <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he puts gel in it. He's definitely that guy. <laughs> He's that, that guy. You I would know, definitely. But say he the like same he, thing. you had like the the khakis and stuff. You'd always wear like or nice jeans and then like really. I, like, I got some serious frat boy vibes, and I thought, and this was freshman year, I thought everyone was a frat boy who wasn't at STA, so I was sure. like, you know, didn't know what to expect. Um, and yeah, I was like super nervous because uh, Calvin, Calvin and I got in a little bit of a, like a tussle in the spring when we were talking about housing, and I felt so bad, and um, I didn't want him to like, like, I, I was hoping he wasn't mad at me, and then the... Um, like I knew Brandon a little bit and then I didn't know Skylar Cruz at all. And so we were just like, um, all kind of put in the same place. And then we found out that we had to be there the entire time during our second semester. Cause we were going to, I mean, our first semester because we were going to be all online classes. So that kind of like, like, I guess that's kind of when we started to do like, stuff together we decided that we were gonna like be a house and like we had a big house meeting first night and we talked about like wasn't our power out yeah, yeah. our power was we had like a creepy like what was it we had like we, a we uh, did that flashlight or something we had the derecho and we were like like all the power lines in town were still out and so we were just like sitting with like i think it was just a flashlight from my car <laughs> i felt like we were having like some weird like cult meeting <laughs> we had like our sh some guys had their shirts off or something too and i was like this is kind of texan mountain like i don't know about this this is kind of weird yeah well so tell us skylar tell us about the backstory behind like your intent like very lutheran going into when we first signed the lease and then how you like came to be a catholic and where you were at in your like faith life going into the house okay yeah so going into the house i'll do like a quick summary basically I had a quote-unquote Catholic roommate freshman year who was t living totally contrary to the faith. And it was just, for me, it wasn't really a surprise because I didn't really have any like good examples of good Catholics um, growing up in Algona. Um, so that's not trying to like hate on anyone. All our Algona listeners feel called out now. <laughs> Honestly, like, I just never, I guess, I guess never like engaged one. And anytime I did kind of bring up of something I didn't understand or something I would uh, kind of have an argument for, no one could really answer me. And so then, uh, so I was with my roommate and he's playing Call of Duty. The new Modern Warfare just came out. And I was sitting in my bed looking at the ceiling. I'm like, why do you guys do this? And like, doesn't this make sense? Like, how can you be this? How can you be Catholic? And he's like, I don't know, dude. Here's Father Shane Demon's phone number. I'm like, who's this? Who's this <laughs> Father Demon guy? Like, Demon? Like, seriously? Why is his last name a Demon? Like, I thought we were supposed to talk about God here. But uh, so he gave me his number and he's, he was a vocations director of, uh, he was a chaplain of Bishop Heelan at the time. Um, so I just kind of got chatting with him, emailed a ton. He came to STA a couple times and we, we met here, um, not in this room, it was actually a room over, but just always like answer my questions, um, had phone calls, COVID hit, 
Um, we got sent home. It was a big blessing, so I could just do a whole bunch of research, basically. And, uh, yeah, then through that time of, like, communicating with him, a lot of, like, debates, apologetics, um, reading, stuff like that. Once I kind of figured out that I was intellectually wrong, um, then I knew, like, I had to make the jump. Um, and there's a lot that happened on there, but God's providence really worked through, like, the house um, to, like, get us, give me, like, a good community to help me, like, grow in the faith instead of just feeling like I'm on my own and, like, um, like I actually have some good Catholic men that can also walk with me here and show me how to pray. Like first time praying the rosary together, like, um, we came back in the fall and I was, I remember, I don't know who it was. I know you were there, Calvin, but was it Brandon or Jared? I feel like I was, was going to ask who it was that ended up saying like, that we should start praying a rosary in the morning. But I, 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 I thought know. it was Brandon or Calvin. So maybe I just, I remember praying my first rosary with two other guys. And it was my first one, like as a group. And it was so oh. weird. Like I've never prayed with other dudes that I, way. Like, on our own, like wanting to do it. And that was, I had no idea how to pray Hail Mary. I, I think that that was Brandon and I when we started out. And then it was one of you two that said, oh, we should do this every morning. But yeah. And so, yeah, that's like how that started. Yeah. But so like going into the house, like we talked about, there was no intention of building up a Catholic community. No. There was no like, no consideration of like the religious beliefs of anybody. It was just like what, kind of like what the, um, university tells you when you're looking for a roommate like oh find somebody that has similar interests than you like find somebody that uh sleeps like similar schedule as you find somebody that like does this or that you think you can get along with it was not like an intention to build a community um, but the lord was able to work through like our imperfect desires to like create this community that we didn't know that we needed basically um and covid obviously was a big part of that as well but i would say even like at least for myself going into the house I, I was not, like, living an authentic Catholic life, necessarily. I had the title Catholic behind my name, for sure. Like, I was student leader, started a Bible study, all those types of things. Um, but definitely was not always living the Catholic life. Um, and so, like, although, like, we were Catholic, and Skylar was able to join that and see what good Catholic men were like, he thought. Like, I think Skylar's influence of, like, his dedication to the faith, his intellectual conversion, his, like dedication to pursuing uh, apologetics and like finding out the answers to things definitely changed the way that we all lived as well. So For it wasn't sure. just like one way. Yeah. Although that morning was a little awkward, the morning when Skylar, you know, he was having his confirmation. Oh, we were going to jump straight to the confirmation. Oh, yeah. We're That's really jump funny. To the con- well, I guess if we wanted to continue, like the we morning rosaries it. were, they were not my favorite to say the least. They ended up being like something I loved. I fell in love with. But at the beginning, I mean, you guys can attest to how much I resisted. And I guess that was just you guys having to whoop the Satan out of me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was something that we committed to every morning. Um, but oftentimes, Jerry's alarm was still going off and he was still in his bed when we were supposed to be starting the rosary. So like he, he was not the most timely person, but he was always there. It just took a few minutes. Um, but it was a great blessing to be able to pray together to start off our day, especially with COVID. We were in the house together a lot. Like we talked about, um, we didn't really go anywhere, but to start with prayer and then to create our relationships around, uh, this prayerful like state was, was important. So yeah. Kind of like you said, it was God's grace because, like, who just was like, yeah, we're some dudes. We could go, like, drink in a Welsh or something, but, like, let's pray a rosary together in the morning. I don't yeah. know how that really formulated or how that happened, but, yeah, we got up at 
8 a.m. and we were doing it. I think the thing we didn't prudently do is like give you a five minute warning, like Jay, Jay, get up, we're about to start the rosary. <laughs> like we we're just like eight o'clock. Like, where is he? Well, it was like, I mean, to be fair, you should expect that from me. I was like, but I, I would stay. This was, I mean, to talk, touch more about on, like where we were going into this, like. I had developed a really good spiritual life and then I tossed it to the side when COVID hit because I'd lost all my like discipline when it came to media, to like video games, being on a computer, like falling into setbacks. Like there was so much that I was just like, like I was up until like one, two o'clock each night. And so obviously I was a little resistant (laughs) to the 8 a.m rosary thing i was like guys we don't even have class like why are we getting up so early um but yeah my that like i saw how important it was to to brandon i saw how important it was to you guys and it just was like man i shouldn't yell at him when he comes to waking me up in the morning that's funny um god bless him and then yeah and then i i started to see how like was having impacts in my own life and how I was starting to orient my life around that again I, I liked it so I want to jump back to what Calvin what you were saying you were saying about how what we weren't like intending to like start this like mini catholic house and how it just ended up that way um and you you started talking about oh, what was it I might have lost it but yeah it was kind of it was just surreal that no one like no one really wanted to do it, it seems sometimes like everyone just kind of was like we don't really want to do this but everyone's we still did it and we had that perfect like table and cruz got to pray with us a couple times too which is kind of cool um but oh maybe i'll get it next time i don't know if you yeah. want to pick up but I well was so when so when we started praying the rosary together Skyler was still in the process of becoming catholic oh yeah, yeah, yeah and then um as we like began to pray more together he got confirmed in november, november. Yep. um and like tell that story well i was still maybe not living the most authentic catholic life so i may have gone to bed very late the night before okay um and so i i was sleeping in and i don't know i guess i didn't know that skylar's girlfriend at the time now wife family was coming to our place before the confirmation the confirmation was that was that 8 30 mass oh is that 10 30 10 30 mass okay so I woke up. It came unnecessarily early, though. Yeah, I don't know. I woke up like nine o'clock, eight forty-five. I don't know. Rolled out of bed, like no shirt on, just like <laughs> cruised into the bathroom. I opened the door, and Madeline's whole family is standing outside of my door, like right outside my door. And I was like, "Oh, hello, good morning, <laughs> good morning." Yeah. This is awkward. So I went to the bathroom, like showering and then uh yeah then apparently i got the reputation of a uh, hot catholic calvin yep. sister, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's besides the point so. that's really funny yeah but yeah <laughs> going back to it i mean that's kind of like the progression of how like when we were praying the rosaries and um you getting confirmed um but yeah like the whole semester we were um we were all like not perfect. Like we were still like, you we were even like we were cheating on exams together, and like oh my god, yeah, it was horrible. But um, but we all like were slowly like giving up bigger sins. You know, like God was like really patient with us. He wasn't just like oh like here fix everything overnight. It was like a, we're like crockpots. We're just like slow. You know, he's like I'm gonna be gentle with you. Like okay, like um, I don't know, like 
I remember there was like a beginning where uh, not even like us, but like our friends, like we're go- going out to party, like underage, but then like that kind of stopped. And then like we stopped cheating on exams and we stopped like trying to like clean up our speech. We tried to like mm-hmm. uh, not to gossip and like we tried to like, and, we're, and we were like being vulnerable with each other about like our struggles and about uh, what we didn't understand. And we were having like deep conversations about theology or even about like the Catholic faith. We're like, we don't understand this or like, or uh, yeah, like I don't know like the basics of like what does the Catholic do during Lent? Like, oh, fish fries, like that's new to me. Like, but I knew like something deeper and then they're like, oh, well, what's, what about something about Mary's? What about the dogmas of Mary's? I could talk about that. So we kind of helped each other out and we all kind of grew together. It wasn't just like one person was doing it all. So it's kind of, kind of neat. Yeah, I guess that was something that I really didn't like think about is that we kind of were living and you had like all the knowledge about what was going on. So like I would come to you asking questions about like what the church believed and like, um, you know, I could kind of like walk through what it was like because I'd done Exodus the the spring prior. So I was I had like a little bit of knowledge about what um, like forming a prayer life or being intentional with like your time with sacrifice and stuff was a little bit. So I was I wasn't living very well, but I was I had somewhat of the knowledge to be able to to be able to like have these conversations with you so sure. yeah so yeah i think a lot of like college students are looking for some sort of community and the word fraternity is always associated with like party culture and things like that but i think you guys exemplify what fraternity actually means so what do you think is the difference between i guess the fraternity that we see on college campuses and what the word should actually mean hmm Nose goes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe it would be described more as a brotherhood. I mean, because sure. by the end of, uh, you know, by the time that Skylar had gotten married and our other roommate, Brandon, had decided to move out, like, or I mean, he graduated. He didn't decide to move out. Yeah, he's a missionary. <laughs> he's, he's a good man. <laughs> he's a good man. Focus, give him all that money. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so we were... Uh, after that, we'd, we'd, we'd kind of developed that, that brotherhood. And at the end of it, we, we were dependent on each other, essentially. Not like dependent on each other. I guess that's not the great word. What, what, what word like a team. Like, you know, yeah. like you count on each other. Except for like, we couldn't count on you for cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> I think you can count on me for 10 bucks a week. Dude, yes, income. Passive income. Passive income. Like... Make Jerry do the actually, chores. Actually, no, we actually had to do the chores. Calvin was smart. He made us do it, and then we get the money. That's yeah. smart, because otherwise it wouldn't have got done. I think um, I had a very negative, maybe still have a very negative connotation with the word fraternity because of what you said, especially in the college frame. Like, fraternal fraternity means party culture. Fraternity means, like, a bunch of stuck-up guys with daddy's money, in my opinion. Facts. Um, <laughs> I guess I, this is one sex. of my hot takes. That I'm <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be clipped out. <laughs> Keep going. Um, but like what does, what it, like Jerry says, a brotherhood or a fraternity, like these fraternities have good aspects in them that like we as Catholics can take and purify and apply to, to our lives. Like the fact that, that a fraternity brother is always there for another fraternity brother is like something that we can apply to each other as Catholics. Like instead of, uh, walking the other one home because they're incapacitatedly drunk like the fraternity in college does like how can we as catholics do it like okay we can 
hold each other accountable to prayer in the morning through a rosary or um, instead of like bunking up in the same room and like not telling um, everybody else about the girl that I brought home last night, um, Skylar and I can like have vulnerable conversations about like purity, chastity, like the struggle in our relationships. So like the fraternity aspect of college is a negative, has very negative things, but the basis of it, the roots of it can also be applied, can be mm-hmm. purified and applied in a good way in the Catholic sense, I think. Yeah. Or a lot of the, the things so can be. And that's important. Like people could be like, oh, why is talking about chastity and purity like important? Well, it's like if you don't talk about it, A, it's not going to get fixed because you're going to like know it's gonna, not going to be, it's not going to sit right with you. And especially if you're like wanting to live a Christian lifestyle. But also um, having someone else to like struggle with you um, like that's the whole point of like AA is like you're going along like walking a journey with other people and so I think like like the example you just gave Calvin is like um, I think people just need relationship people need like accountability um, just like a workout partner and then that's how you kind of get to your goal like otherwise it's you could possibly do it by yourself but it's like a lot harder so being able to like be vulnerable especially with guys like everyone like especially me growing up thinking like men keep their feelings to themselves and like even though like you kind of think yeah that's stupid but do you actually do that do you actually like open up not really um so that's one thing about the house that was really fruitful especially today like we still like talk to each other and not as much frequency obviously but um yeah like we still can call each other and be like yeah like this is how this is going or whatever and it's not just like surface level Mm -hmm. yeah those breakfast conversations turned into like a like an hour phone call or something nowadays. So I think also, um, like I would stress the importance of uh, for anybody not in college or like looking to choose roommates, whether it be in college, out of college, whatever, like the importance of choosing roommates because like, and, and building our fraternity intentionally, we, it like fell into our lap luckily, but if it wouldn't have, like, I don't know where, like if I would have chosen to live with, a different group of people I think my life would look very differently um, and like the, the influences that people always say like you're the the sum of the five people you're closest to and like that's often the case in the typical college fraternity of like oh if the four people around me are drinking and cheating on exams and um, sleeping around like that's like how I'm gonna live my life because I see no different um, so like when choosing whether it be the fresh freshman year roommate for college or um, moving into an apartment with people or a house together or graduating from college and like moving to a new city, like finding roommates that are have similar beliefs and like um, are going to hold you accountable and push you to in your relationship with Jesus is really, really important. So. Yeah. And I think that like what you said with it falling in our lap, we also like it was God's grace that we all ended up together but we also made that decision intentionally to like it started out with those rosaries and like keeping each other to that and it turned into hey always having like i mean i guess we didn't describe this out but we'd said like i mean essentially we each had someone to go to mass with each week um and then we had people to go to tnl with and and people to, to do all these different things with um so like we stayed on each other's journey and it wasn't just, um, you know, pray, resurring, be done. We, we like really got involved in each other's lives. Yeah. We prayed a lot of like, there was a lot of, Oh, are you going to go like pray a holy hour? Like let's go together. Or when are you doing that? Or yeah, I can wait half an hour and I'll go with you. There's a lot of that. That was really, 
That was really nice because also like, I don't know, not just accountability, but there's something about not always just praying by yourself, like praying with, especially with like the person you were living with, like your roommate at the time, it's kind of um, also vulnerable, I guess, because you're, you know, you're kneeling before God and you're, you're, you're in like your weakness and yeah, so that was kind of cool. I just never grew up with that either, like growing up and actually wanting to pray with another person and not having like it thrusted on you. So that was kind of cool. Like other guys want it as well. You know, oh, go ahead. I think another example of like how fraternity affected our lives is like uh, personally, one of the biggest parts of my conversion was doing Exodus 90 sophomore year. Um, and like I had outside influences, other community other fraternity that was like pushing me towards this um but like ultimately i decided came home one day skylar was sitting at the kitchen table i was like yep i'm doing exodus this was like three days before it started and skylar's like oh me too and like, <laughs> I decided that. on the spot right there and jerry had done it before um and so like we came together and decided to do this together, decided to commit to um these aestheticisms that are hard taking cold showers fasting oh, that sucked not having any tv <laughs> like those types of things um and brandon was very hesitant at first he didn't want to do it for the first 50 days he didn't do it um but like after seeing our example and like seeing how much we grew in those 50 days by praying a holy hour every day and sticking to the aestheticisms he like knew that this was something that he desired yeah um and it was like it was almost a form of peer pressure for him to join <laughs> exodus 90 which i heard somebody say like peer pressure should never be a problem in college because you you like if you're surrounding yourself with the right people they're peer pressuring you into good things sure. like they're they're only pushing you towards the good and so like that's another example of how fraternity was able to like push us farther into like something that in an into an uncomfortable situation that we probably would have never done if the brothers around us weren't also doing it yeah um, well and i think with brandon he like he kind of saw us having fun in the in the kiddie pool, and then he jumped in the deep end, you know, because he <laughs> shaved his head. <laughs> He's like, I shaved his my, head. my hair is vanity. I'm going to shave my head. And it, he actually did it. Oh, we were all a... like, you got, you're nuts. <laughs> Folks machinery. But it was so cool, like, because that was one of the big turning points when he had, like, you know, he had said, like, I am committing to God. And at that point in time during Exodus, I was just, like, oh, not having it. It was dragging me through this. And then... I saw Brandon, who wasn't doing Exodus, but was still doing readings and still doing some own personal disciplines in his life, just like all of a sudden commit fully. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Like, I am I am slacking off so much. I need to get I need to get into a better grind here. So, yeah, it was it was crazy to see that yeah, just good, that full testimony. Good pre peer pressure. Good, good peer pressure. pressure. Yeah, that was a hard first Lent that Calvin invited me to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the full taste your first time around. Yeah. Yeah, that was really funny. I kind of forgot that I committed on the spot. Yeah, it was crazy. But Typical Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> no discernment, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> that was really fun. It's kind of funny how Lent works. It's like, it really sucks when you're doing it. But then afterwards, you're like, that was so good, you know? Like, you never regretted fasting from something. You only regretted not fasting from something, if that makes sense. I guess uh, a question that I have is, like, okay, we've talked a lot about fraternity within college, but I think fraternity gets harder after college. And, like, I guess Skylar's married. I'll be getting married this summer. 
Um, and so like fraternity will look different from for Brandon's us because in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we're not like living with other dudes. Um, but like, what what is I I guess my question for you guys is what what does fraternity look like outside of college? How do we continue to like grow this this brotherhood that we or you know I guess it could be sisterhood or it could be a mix of you know community I guess maybe is a more inclusive word Um, but how do we continue to to grow this as we go out into the real world or for the people that are already out in the real world who wants to take a stab at it (laughs) well this kind of goes to our friendship discussion that we had like a few months ago I think it seems to me it's really important to like set a schedule because if you don't like set a time to call somebody or set a time to go like do a book study or something with somebody, then you're just not going to do it. And it seems like after college, it can be so easy to just get caught up in your life. And then before you know it, you haven't talked to somebody in like six months that you were great friends with in college. So it seems to me that even though it might be kind of cliche, but like force yourself to stay in contact with somebody. Yeah, I would say the start of a fraternity when you're not surrounded by uh, people or living with other guys is developing that interior life uh, first and foremost. So um, just as you are like seeking that community uh, by developing a individual uh, and personal interior life of prayer and, and discipline and, you know, reading scripture and having a you know, relationship with God, you can be that person for other people. And the, I, probably the community will find you. Um, so I would say by, yeah, first step would be developing that interior life and then going out and in seeking of who needs me today um, could be how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some thoughts I have. Um, are you thinking like the house, like guys like you, Jared, Brandon, or are you thinking like just community in general or like brotherhood in general? I don't know, either, whatever you want to take. Kind of probably, I just think, like, for me, especially, I'm really horrible at, like, calling people, especially my family, even. Like, I need to grow in that aspect. So I was like, oh, like, how would I, if I'm even bad about calling my parents, I'd be so bad at calling, like, even, like, the whole side script guys. Um, But it'd be really nice to see them, like, when there's a chance, but especially with Calvin going to Arizona, yeah, Brandon in Ohio, like, it's going to be very, very difficult. But definitely would wouldn't be like oh i don't know them if i saw them i'd be like let's go i'd hug them and be like how are you and everything but i think the key with like community in the future is yeah whatever parish you're at especially because you're gonna find more than likely a good group of guys or if not some good guys you can like brady said that you can get together um and uh just kind of start building it and um that's all you can do is just kind of like what Calvin did, just get some guys together that, I mean, I guess that wasn't intentional, but more intentional of like, oh, they're all Catholic and get something going. Yeah, and I think like when you find those, you know, start in, start in your Mass. So make sure that you're intentional in your Mass and and like you said, develop that intentional life within yourself first. Um, and then you'll just start feeling that joy again where you're able to, reach out to people and they're able to see that that joy in you and they're they're drawn to it because everyone is naturally drawn to Christ um, and his truest love so as you have that you're able to share that and spread that with people and you're able to find the people who are also attached like who are also shining the love of Christ in your life and you see that with the people who are like um like uh 
volunteering. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. <laughs> like the people who are volunteering at the at the fish fries and stuff on Fridays and and part of the Knights of Columbus, you have all these people who are doing all these things, you'll start to find yourself getting in, involved with those people and then you develop good friendships out of those. And then like you said, when you see each other again with like size crib, when you see those people again, like it's, we've kind of had a mini version of that here with you living in, uh, with your wife <laughs> and then, um, with Brandon living in Ohio, whenever he comes back, like, Oh, we, we make time to make like to see each other. Yeah. And then we go and we do goofy stuff again. Like it was, you know, nothing has changed. And then except for we smoke cigars now, we smoke cigars <laughs> now, <laughs> we, which we didn't do before. That's true. That's funny. Calvin still doesn't. That's okay. We'll you can, get him you can bring a beer. Mm. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is one great thing Catholic, about being Catholic. So it was Calvin's 21st birthday. And at 6.30 in the morning before 7 o'clock formation, I got a knock on my door. Calvin shirtless with two bush lights in his hands. <laughs> and he's like, let's go. And we're drinking bush at the kitchen counter at 6.30 in the morning. Glorious. I remember that morning you were like, that's the fastest I've ever drank a beer. <laughs> and then we had to get up and go to formation later. That was the best. It's like in an hour. Oh, that, that was, was hilarious. Those are just the moments you like laugh at and just cherish. Those are just so fun. I came out of my room and saw two empty bush cans on the counter. I was like, you did it, didn't you? Dang right. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Beer 30 or something. Oh, gosh. But yeah, that was... It was fun. I mean, I had my first cigar with you, Skylar. What? Oh, Why'd mean, you wink? <laughs> uh, because what went through my head was like, oh, I I wasn't old enough uh, at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> but it wasn't terrible because technically I should have been grandfathered in. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, goofiness. That's funny. Yeah, those are good cigars. <laughs> they were. Anyways, fraternity. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so James mentioned the the friendship episode, and we talked a little bit about... When does fraternity or intentional community become, or I guess the the struggle in such a community, where's the line between, okay, this is a good struggle, and when we work past it, we'll be stronger on the outside, or when is it, okay, this should probably stop, like this isn't worth it anymore, or it's best for us to part ways. So when is friendship and fraternity, like, when does it end, or when should it end? You want to start? I guess I'm not sure I understand your question completely. I could, so, I could start okay. just to give some thought. So my thoughts are like, obviously, like every situation is different. But like if it gets toxic or like if it couldn't be like irreconcilable, like anything can be mended. But if like if it's just toxic or if there's one person that's uh, not putting effort and they don't want to have a relationship, like you can't force someone to be in a relationship or be in a community so if they don't want to be in, that's obviously something you shouldn't pursue. If it's really toxic, you probably shouldn't have that in your life. Um, otherwise, it's probably based on discernment. If they're not helping you pursue the good and uh, it's not going to change, then you don't really have a lot of time, especially when you graduate. Like the time of, that you spend with people, like um, you don't only really have a lot of time spent with like friends and community outside of like your spouse and your um, your work. So pick your pick your friends very. Um, wisely 
Yeah, I guess the only the thought that I have is like continually bringing up in prayer, like, are these friendships leading me towards Christ or are they leading me away from Christ? And like, mm-hmm. if that friendship is leading you towards Christ, then I guess I would say continue to pursue it. And if that friendship is leading you away from Christ, then I think that it's it needs to be like, again, I guess maybe another discernment of like, am I called to like help bring this person back to the church or like mm-hmm. help um, help this person through their struggle? Or am I called to like part ways with them because they're leading me to, to sin? Um, and that's like, that's a tough thing. Like the, the mentality of like flirt to convert or like, um, just like where, where's the line? Maybe this is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Where's the line between like helping, bringing somebody in and also, like, them, like, pulling you away from Christ. Um, they go preach to all nations, but then shake your feet, like, the dust from your feet. Right, if they exactly. Don't you. Yeah. Exactly. I was lucky you guys didn't shake your shake your feet out. Like, you were contractly, because of our lease, you had, you had to not shake your feet for a year. Because there was times when I felt like I was, like, uh, you know, like, like, bothering you guys. And then, like, like you know what I mean? Like, I, I was, like... I was not in a very great place in my faith before we had lived together. I was like, um, very desolate, very, um, scrupulous to the point where I didn't want to like do anything or like everything felt like sin. So it was like, yeah, it, I wasn't in a great place. And there was times when I felt like I probably <laughs> was, uh, not helping you guys grow closer to faith. And it was cool having you guys have that, that strength in the faith to be like, okay, well eventually you'll get it there. Like, we're just going to hang on, you know, maybe it was less of that and more of the lease. (laughs) 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 And then it just happened. It it did. You're right. Yeah. That's why you got us. Brady. I think one thing is like the strength of your interior life will help dictate how many people like you, how many how many friendships you can have with people that are not super strong in their faith mm. and like i think you always have to have a few people whether it be just your spouse or um like a few male brothers but um i think the stronger your interior life is the more time you have to pray the more that like god's filling you up the more you have to give to other people that maybe aren't leading you to christ all the time mm-hmm. um and like, like if you're, if you have a very strong interior life, you like are praying every single day, like you're, you know, the faith well, um, you're going to be able to like withstand more from people that are like, I guess like tearing you down a little bit or like people that are challenging you in their, your faith than you would if, um, if you're new to the faith, like you don't, don't, you're not praying every day or you don't have a great relationship with the Lord. Um, in that case, like, I think you need to make sure that you only surround yourself with or mostly only surround yourself with people that are building you up and bringing you closer to Christ. Yeah. Yeah, because Jesus could hang out with prostitutes and like, yeah. I bet all of us would be like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Like, like, <laughs> I, probably can't, I probably can't convert her on the spot. Yeah. What was that one saint that Jason Everett always talks about? How... Thomas? No, there was... <laughs> Jason the prostitute out of there? Huh? Never mind. No, so no, it was yeah, St. Thomas. There was a saint that spent all of his wages on prostitutes, brought him home so that they wouldn't have they wouldn't be sleeping with some other guy that night. And he 
talked to, about them with the faith and everything. And then one day he came out and um, someone had seen him go in his house with a prostitute and they accused him and stoned him to death when they didn't realize that what he was doing, he wasn't actually like having relations with all these women. And um, so they said at his funeral, as they were processing, all these women who had been converted by him came out into the streets and mourned with him. It was like this super powerful guy who spent like all of his money on prostitutes. Have you, you haven't heard that story? I've heard no. that. That's a priest. A priest did that. It was a, yeah, it was a priest. Yeah. Which in the eyes of the people would have been even more scandalous. They're like, yo, sure. spiritual yeah. father, no. Any last thoughts or words of wisdom as people look to create their own Christian fraternity or community in their lives? Um, uh, one piece of advice I have is continue to keep in mind that like choose fraternity that you enjoy to spend time with. Mm. Um, I think there are, there are great Catholics within even the St. Thomas community that are great people, are very holy people, but wouldn't suit me well in my fraternity, um, because we just have very different interests and like we wouldn't, we wouldn't have fun together. And I think that's what some of the beauty of like the house that we created is that we like had similar interests in um sports and we like to you know play video games together together every once in a while like now it's like we like to smoke cigars together like those types of things those interests um are important because like we can't take away that the that part of our humanness Um, but like you don't have to i guess one one encouragement is Oftentimes I think that all holy people are just weird. That's not true. Like there are cool <laughs> holy people. And two, like um, you don't have to force yourself to be best friends with those that like are very different from you. You can find good Catholic fraternity with people that you have similar interests with. That's solid. Yeah. And I just, I'd add to that. Um, one thing I'd say like to a lot of people when we're having spiritual conversations is like there's five things that like you have to keep in check and balance when you're trying to pursue the whole like the, the interior life. Well, the first one's prayer. Like these are in no order. Prayer, sacraments, um, service to the material poor, community. Um, shoot, I don't know if I can get the last one. Was it, did I say penance? Some sort of I penance? I don't think you did. Yeah, penance. Yeah, so like one of them is community. So like, if you're neglecting one area, then like try to check one of those. But yeah, community is one of those. So like some people want to go to the desert and live by themselves and you know, have their own their own spirituality. But we're made for a relationship. And yeah, and the beat about being Catholic, like Calvin just said, is you can smoke a cigar, you can go get a beer, mm. and so it's it's uh it's pretty lenient. And it's even good to have, like what we talked about in previous episodes. It's good to have those those things where you can control them in moderation. Then you can enjoy them and it'd be completely fine. No. Back to what Scott was saying. Community is not a replacement for those other things though, of the interior life. Community is not a replacement for the sacraments. Community is not a replacement for prayer. Community is not a replacement for penance. Mm -hmm. Um, It is an aspect of it, but I think that sometimes we like, are like, Oh yeah, Christian community. I'm going to play game night at St. Thomas again. Like I'm not going to pray today. That's, that's not like what is intended by the Lord. That's really important. That'd be like, a Ford factory where you get the entire car put together and then you don't put wheels on it. You know, if that, if that, 
if that area is on strike, then they're not. Why the heck did you use Ford? Come on. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Ford's I'm worse just, than Chevy. The, my immediate thought went to machinery. What happens with machinery? Uh, Henry Ford invented the assembly line. Henry Ford is the owner of Ford. Ford. Ford Motor Company. Cars. What needs? A, what does a car need? Car needs wheels. Boom. That's how that's that a lot happened. of thinking. Yeah, that, ride, yeah, that was yeah. That's ADHD in a <laughs> <laughs> in one sentence. Yeah, I think you did it well there. If you're neglecting one, then not good. We'll only that's have all one. I, that's all I got for advice. So thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you both, um, and thank you all for listening. Um, again, uh, send in your mailbag questions if you have any. The emails in the description. Um, if you have any questions about fraternity or any of the other topics we've covered. Um, thank you again, Skylar and Calvin, for joining us in this talk about fraternity, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Have a blessed day.